Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Ladies Let's Talk About Sex. I'm your host Felicia and I'm a lady talking about sex. And this week we have a very special guest for the month of Masturbation May. Uh, Welcome Ariel to the podcast. I'm very excited to have you here. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do and your brand and all the great things? Uh, My name is Ariel and I am a sex educator. I am also a co-founder of Intamo Pleasurables. So we are here on Vancouver Island. We are a sexual self-care company. We recently launched actually just about four months ago. So we're super excited to get things moving. Um, We make stuff like, you know, lubes, massage oils, um, anything to do with your sexual health and intimacy. Um, and we, we really value sex education. Um, so we do put a portion of our sales into offering free sex education in our communities and online. So we do like community events, which are really fun. Um, and then we also do workshops. Um, I'm actually right after this, I'm doing a workshop on zoom. So that'll be interesting. Um, the first time we do an online one, giving the circumstances. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of really all about creating that community and normalizing, talking about sex and empowering people to own their sexuality and their bodies and have autonomy over their bodies. So that's really important to us. Um, Yeah, so that's a little bit about (laughs) Intamo. No, thank you for that. That's so great. And I definitely think that part of the reason why we wanted to have you on the podcast is because both of our visions kind of align. So I think I'm so excited to have you here. And what better month to have you here um, than Masturbation May. Yeah. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the health benefits of masturbation and the benefits of self-pleasuring and kind of take a look at it from like a holistic perspective, um, looking at the mind and the body and how all of those things are intertwined. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe I wanted to ask you, like, let's just start with the basics of the health benefits of masturbation. And why why is masturbation good for everyone, uh, you know, regardless of your sex or gender? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really amazing question. Uh, It's also really broad because there are so many benefits of masturbation, um, like ranging from uh, emotional, psychological, and physiological. Um, So I guess just in the body, it's a really amazing way to reduce stress um, and actually physically release tension from the body, whether that be sexual tension um, or whether that be tension from movement. Um, So that's a wonderful way to just calm the body down and calm the nerves. Um, So I actually find it really amazing for anxiety, which is something that I um, experience on a very daily basis. Um, What else? So um, in terms of the body as well, um, it can actually like relieve cramps. So cramps from menstruating, uh, helps with a lot of pain management. Um, and that's just because this amazing release of endorphins and neurotransmitters, um, 
during orgasm. So this actually goes for partnered sex as well as masturbation. Um, but of course, there's so many other benefits to um, just masturbating uh, because of a lot of the risks that aren't involved. Um, so it really stems with the root of orgasm. But the really amazing thing about masturbation is just the idea of exploration and um, your relationship with your body. Um but anyways, sorry, back on track to other health benefits. Um, what else? So uh, it's really powerful for the immune system, which is actually very uh, relevant right now. Um, so um, when you have an orgasm, uh, you actually increase the cortisol levels in your body. Um, and then this helps uh, strengthen your immune system. What else? <laughs> um, it's really good for um, menopausal people and postmenopausal people um, because of how great it can be for decreasing pain during sex and then also just like promoting um, vaginal lubrication. Um there's the idea of, um, well, everyone knows kind of about Kegels. So um, it's a, kind of a similar motion when you have an orgasm, but it actually um, strengthens the muscle tone in the pelvic area. Um, so keeping you toy <laughs> and um, basically just uh, gives you a lot of strength in those areas. Um, I think that's a really interesting point because it's like we, you know, we work out kind of our whole body and, you know, you go to school or you study and you work out your brain, but nobody really thinks about how we can work on our, um, you know, like our vulvas and our vaginas and even that in internal area because those organs are so, um, I don't want to say vulnerable, but a lot of older people when they kind of their body starts deteriorating and issues arise a lot of um like colon issues digestive issues and you know uh, bladder issues are like so prevalent in old people and nobody really knows mm -hmm. how to kind of prevent it unless you're you know like a new mom and you're like I got a kegel like I'm gonna pee myself but I don't learn how to kegel so I think it's that's something really important to point out yeah, totally. That was actually something that I was going to um, say next was, yeah, kind of like the reducing the chances of involuntary leakage um, and even prolapse for people with vaginas. Um, so, yeah, that's a really <laughs> – that's a really good one. And it's so much better to just have an orgasm instead of just doing Kegels all day. <laughs> um, so I definitely recommend it for that. Um, and sorry, I just want to maybe correct myself on something I said before. I think I might have said I, orgasms increase cortisol, but I meant to say that they decrease cortisol levels and that's how um, it helps your immune system and that's where it relates to lowering the risk of diabetes. So I just wanted to correct myself there. Um, but yeah, lowers cortisol levels, not increases. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, where were we? So yeah, we were talking about strengthening pelvic area, muscles in the pelvic area. Um, you, we did touch on a lot. We touched on stress, immunity, uh, menopause. Um, also, um, 
UTIs. So they actually, um, because of when you have an orgasm, it flushes out kind of bacteria. Um, so uh, just because of the movements, the muscular movements um, uh, from an orgasm. So it actually reduces the chances of getting UTIs um, for people with vaginas as well, which is um, awesome. And also remember always pee after sex. That will always be a good <laughs> um, good way to reduce those chances as well because UTIs are not fun. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's kind of like the physical um, benefits. And then, and then of course it promotes intimacy, um, getting to know yourself and creating a relationship with yourself is an amazing way to one day have that same kind of intimacy with someone else, because often it's hard to like give that love to someone else when you're not really truly loving yourself. And in this case, like in a really literal way of loving yourself, um, no, that's that's great. And it's something that we do need to um, encourage more, especially because masturbation has a lot less um, reduces chances of, you know, pregnancy and STIs and HIV and all that stuff, because you're, you know, you're in charge of your body and how you use it. And you know, you know, how to clean yourself and how to properly do it. So it's a really positive thing that we should encourage more. And obviously there's so many just like physiological health benefits and it's something that's so super overlooked in our society. So I think it's super important to not only promote this, but encourage it because um, there really are very little negative ramifications from masturbation. It, and obviously the pros outweigh the cons. Um, so I think it's something that we really should um, kind of advocate for. And I also think, you know, due to the certain circumstances that we're under right now, a lot of people um, are having a lot of mental health, um, you know, trials and tribulations. And, you know, you have down days. And even if you don't struggle with mental health, you know, you still kind of have to live in the world that we're living in. So I was kind of going to ask, um, as you kind of trickled into the psychological benefits of it, but what are the other psychological benefits of masturbation? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of amazing ones. Um, I just wanted to quickly go back to what you said about, yeah, like how the pros outweigh the cons. Well, in terms of cons, there's like hardly any, like the only negative things that can come of masturbation is of course like chronic masturbation when it gets in the way of your day. Um, and then if you're doing it too much, you can sometimes like get a rash. Um, otherwise there's really dependent on your, you know, on your culture and your, um, viewpoints, of course, there's really nothing else, <laughs> no other cons. So just keeping that in mind, it's such a beautiful way it, to have safe sex is with yourself. You are your, always your safest um, partner. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch upon that because there, there are a lot of like misconceptions about that and there's so much shame surrounding self-pleasure. Um, so I do, I do think that that's always important to remind ourselves um, as long as we're in a private space. Um, or with a partner, 
and have consent, like self-pleasure is always such an amazing way to um, get to know your body and what you like and what you don't like. No, I I completely agree. And it's something that especially now I want to advocate for young girls to feel encouraged to do this because I definitely didn't masturbate when I was younger and I I had sex for the first time before I had masturbated and if mm. I had you know explored my body and felt empowered about you know how I looked and what my body was capable of doing I probably would have had better sexual encounters earlier on in my you know sex exploration so- oh my god absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um, cause it's all about knowing what we like. And the only way we can really truly do that is to experiment with ourselves. Um, because how are you going to place your partner's finger on your vulva to where you know it feels good without actually touching yourself first? Um, so just kind of, you know, going about exploring, um, different areas and even kind of like exploring your erogenous zones. So like your nipples behind your ears, um, for some people, your feet, uh, it's very, um, it really depends on the person, but, um, just getting to know this before you have partnered sex, you're going to have like a hundred times better sex. Um, no doubt. Uh, so, um, that's just, another benefit of masturbating. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so in terms of emotional and psychological benefits of masturbation, um, when you have an orgasm, uh, neurochemicals um, like dopamine or oxytocin are released. um, And these actually can boost your mood. Um, They can they actually activate the reward circuits in your brain. So this is like same kind of circuits that maybe if you smoke a cigarette, um, you feel euphoric or you smoke a joint or um, anything that is going to um, bring you joy um, in a very short amount of time. This is the same thing that happens with um, orgasm. So boosting your satisfaction is going to boost your mood automatically, but these neurotransmitters are actually specific ones that target your serotonin, um, increase your serotonin, um, just like dopamine. Um, and actually contrary to drugs, um, having an orgasm is, uh, creating euphoria and in terms of natural highs is the biggest blast of dopamine that's available that is safe and that is free. Um, so <laughs> definitely um, keep that in mind. Next time you might have a craving um, or an urge to do something, just kind of like think what are your options. Maybe you can just go have a little time with yourself in your bedroom <laughs> Um, because these are the same circuits in your body and in your brain that are kind of triggering the same things. Um, so that's just like one really cool thing about orgasm. And yeah, so that's orgasm that also goes for partnered sex, but it's a lot easier to, um, take care of that yourself, of course, than, um, finding a partner right away and doing that. Um, and so, 
in terms of anxiety too, this is a really good coping mechanism. Of course, like you don't want to get uh, reliant on masturbating, <laughs> um, but it's a really great coping tool for your mental health. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, and then also in terms of self-esteem and body image, it's really amazing tool because um, you are giving love to yourself. Um, I still see sex as making love and making love doesn't always have to be a commitment. Um, but for me, sex is making love, whether it be making love with yourself, whether it be making love with someone you just met or whether it be making love with <laughs> a partner of seven years. Um, I don't think you need to be in love to make love. Um, I think it's more of an energy that comes together. So the idea of giving yourself that love and accepting your body is pretty cool. Um, so it's an awesome way to kind of work on your self-esteem. Um, and your body image, just because you're really getting in touch with the different parts of your body, you're touching your body, you're appreciating your body, you're appreciating your body for what it does and the, the really unique mechanisms. Um, no, that's, that's super great. And I actually, I really like that we touch on self-esteem and body image because that's something that I know a lot of individuals struggle with regardless of sex and gender. In general, I think a lot of people, especially in your early like adolescence and your teen years, you're kind of growing up and your body's doing all these different things and you have all these different hormones and you don't look like how you would love to see yourself or, you know, you're like, I remember being 16 and wanting to look like I was 25 and that just like wasn't going to happen. And so coming and accepting that um, mm -hmm. with this kind of like mind body um perspective I think is super helpful and I know that a lot of um people struggling with self-esteem and body image um use different tools uh, uh especially like in relation to sex um because a lot of people's fears or um unnecessary shame kind of stems from you know the body image and then you if you are having partnered sex you might not want to be naked in front of your partner so I know some people like to masturbate in the mirror. Do you know any other tools on um, individuals or for individuals who are struggling with like body image or self-esteem and how to like integrate masturbation into this kind of like into overcoming these issues? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's the idea there. There's the option of masturbating in the mirror. Um, I think that that, is wonderful, but I also think that that can be very um, scary, uh, especially for someone who is um, struggling with self-love and acceptance. Um, just going straight into that can be really daunting and might just um, kind of make them not want to self-pleasure at all. Um, so I would recommend starting with something a little bit more simpler, um, something that is um, not so connected and vulnerable. So something that I do and that I've taught kind of as a tool is just 
to like stand in front of the mirror or sit in front of the mirror um, and just like touch your body, not necessarily your um, genitals, but um, just touch your body and really kind of like start to feel your skin and your tissues and um, do kind of like a scan of your from head to toe to where you really want to like accept today. And for me, a lot of the time it's like my cellulite. Um, so I've been like working on really embracing that and loving it. Um, so I'll like look at my thighs and kind of feel, feel it (laughs) and, um, almost celebrate it. And it's really, really hard. But once you get to a point where you're more comfortable in the mirror and you can kind of like really just like grab it and love it. <laughs> um, it's like, it's kind of like a mindful experience. Um, it takes a lot and it's not going to happen in one sitting probably, but the more you just like look in the mirror and accept yourself and be with your body, um, the more you can like manifest that love for it um but I mean I am I'm someone who struggled with my um acceptance of my body for years but especially in the last like seven years probably um so I mean I'm still on the same journey as anyone else um But yeah, doing this kind of like meditation, mindfulness in front of the mirror where you're really connecting with your body and just like touching it um, where where it really needs love, like those those spots that you'll look at and feel disgusted. um, Those those are what need the love right now. So that's kind of what I recommend, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, I would recommend doing something like that before just like spreading your legs and (laughs) in front of the mirror just because that can be scary and you have to take care of yourself and you don't want to like trigger anything um so that's the only thing I worry about with that um but if you're totally comfortable and stoked to do that then go for it um I would just say for people who are more vulnerable and um maybe have like any kind of trauma or like sexual trauma um doing something like that might be a little bit intense for the first time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think everyone is also on a different path, too. And maybe one tool works for one person and another doesn't. Um, But I do think that giving people these options and um, having an open conversation about, you know, how body image does affect um, people's sex lives and people's self-image and self-worth and how everything is kind of intertwined is super important because uh, it's definitely not talked about enough. But I do think as many tools or um, methods that we can give available or have available for people is super important. Um, Mm -hmm. But then in kind of closing up on the psychological benefits of masturbation. Um, Obviously, because it's doing all these good things for your body, uh, is it going to affect your mood? Yeah, so um, what I talked about, like with the neurotransmitters that are kind of being released in the brain, um, 
that can help a lot with depression um, and anxiety as well. So um, kind of like that euphoric feeling um, that I spoke to earlier and that natural high. Um, it's just like a boost of dopamine. <laughs> um, and it's always going to make you feel better. Um, it'll make you feel safer probably unless you can react to that. But um, And it's just kind of like a natural antidepressant. Um, definitely not – not something that you should be uh, replacing your medications with, but um, sometimes as equally um, or even more beneficial as something else that's prescribed. Um, so if that is something that you want to investigate in your own body to see if that makes a difference, um, I would recommend kind of like putting yourself on – a bit of a schedule or I know that doesn't sound like super sexy, but um, I think it's like one of the sexiest thing is like making time for yourself and scheduling in self-pleasure. So, um, or, or partnered pleasure, but in this, in this sense, self-pleasure, if you can try to like make a commitment to um, masturbate every day for a week um, and keep a little journal about like how you're feeling every day. Um, maybe you skip a day and like how do you feel that day? Um, and also the idea of completing something um, is really wonderful. Just like being able to check that off your list. Like you did something nice for you today. Um, and also when I say complete, I don't mean like orgasm. Um, I just mean explore. Um so one of the wonderful things about masturbating is that there is no pressure to have an orgasm. Um, you will still get a lot of benefits <laughs> um, just from exploring your body. You don't always need to climax. And that's like a huge um, distraction when we have partnered sex, especially for women, I find um, – is the idea of reaching climax so that your partner can come. Um, and that's really not how it ever should be. It's trying to stay in the moment and enjoying the pleasure as you're receiving it and as you're giving it. Um, and I actually find when you're trying to be more mind, having more mindful sex, you're actually um, able to enjoy it a lot more than, um, maybe if your mind is wandering, so just kind of like thinking you're breathing or um, tuning into like really what it feels like and trying to let go completely of the concept of orgasm. Um, and that's like always when I have better sex. Um, so uh, that's what's cool about masturbating. <laughs> um, no, there's so much. There, it's it's awesome. And I actually, I want to challenge everyone listening to the podcast to do a week of masturbation. I think that that would be super beneficial. And even try the one one day off, uh, one day on. See, see, how it, see how it goes for you. Because I think that, especially, especially for women, um, I think that we don't prioritize our own pleasure, whether it's masturbating or even sometimes in partner sex, um, we're very conditioned to kind of 
be givers and, um, you know, with a lot of the terminology that we use with sex, we're kind of supposed to just receive and that's kind of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I want to, I want uh, our followers to do this for the month of May, do one week, um, try and masturbate once a day and tell us on Instagram uh, kind of your findings. Let us know how you feel. Let us know if it improves something for you or let us know if you're going to start integrating this into your everyday life or everyday routine or, you know, prioritizing pleasure, I think is something that's super important. And so I want to challenge everyone to do it. Um, And then get back to us. (laughs) That's so wonderful. (laughs) It's so great. And uh, I think we should do it more often. And I even catch myself too, just like being like, oh, whatever, I don't have time today, I'm busy, I'm, yeah. I'm this or I'm that. When, like, I have time. I could do it if I really if I really scheduled it, I could do it. Even, like, have a secret name, like. <laughs> meeting with me, honestly. That's all you're meeting with, just yourself. And I think especially now with the whole COVID situation, I think it's super important. A lot of us are feeling very, um, isolated or lonely some people may not be um quarantining with their partners some people might not have had partners to begin with so now they're just feeling extra isolated um like I know I didn't have a partner going into this whole COVID situation and I didn't really want one Mm -hmm. and now I'm kind of like oh it would be nice (laughs) but um no I definitely think we should we should have meetings with me Uh, for the week this episode is released. Uh, And DM us on Instagram and let us know how it goes for you because I'm actually very curious and I'm going to try it myself too. So let's see if we can do it. Mm, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try it. Okay. Um, So yeah, as we kind of close off the conversation uh, surrounding masturbation, do you have any like fun facts or like quick tips about masturbation that you want to maybe share with us? Um, okay, so I looked one up because you said you were going to ask me <laughs> that. Um, and I actually found – this is kind of morbid, so I don't know why I chose this one, but I did think it was, like, the most interesting and kind of felt, like, super privileged when I read it. But in 1656 – you could have been executed if you were caught masturbating. In Connecticut, the New Haven law meant that if someone else witnessed you participating in this act, then it was up to the jurors. It was up to the jurors to decide whether or not you would get to live or die. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that kind of goes to show how we've come a long way, but we also still have a lot of growth to do um, in certain places in the world um, without naming (laughs) anywhere in particular. Um, But yeah, um, so I was like extremely appalled when I read that, but. um, Well, I think it also sets the tone for, kind of the the connotation surrounding masturbation and uh, exactly why, you know, there's so much taboo surrounding it. And mm-hmm. it, it definitely makes a lot more sense why um, 
you know, certain religions and different institutions have been able to demonize masturbation, especially for women. And it kind of shows mm-hmm. that I'm sure that this law was not created because a man was caught masturbating. I Oh, absolutely not. So <laughs> I definitely think that there is a long way to go. Um, but it's just it's crazy to me that this is like who's gonna you're who's gonna catch you masturbating either like I just don't I don't understand but I'm I guess they weren't too worried about you know what was coming it, literally and unintended <laughs> but um I guess just like going into kind of focusing in on women and masturbation um, why do you think it's important to encourage women in particular, or those who identify as women in particular, to masturbate? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say uh, three things. To understand what they want and what they need. Um, to create a deeper relationship with yourself. And um, for self-love and acceptance. I think those are the three main reasons why you should masturbate. No, I, I completely agree. I think it's so it's so beneficial and it, it, it not only makes it better for you, but it eventually will make it better for a partner when you're ready to have that. So just bettering yourself in any capacity is going to make you um, better in relationships, whether it's friendships or partnerships or just sexual partners, I think it's it's going to help out so much. And a company that really focuses on sexual self-care is Intamo Pleasurables. Intamo Pleasurables is a sexual self-care company that makes lubes, massage oils, period paint oils, and aphrodisiac diffuser blends. Locally made on Vancouver Island, their products are plant-based, free of glycogen and mineral oil. Their formulas aim to give back to your skin instead of taking away from it. Instead of using nasty chemicals, they use ingredients with purpose, like organic hemp seed oil, vitamin E, hyaluronic acid, aloe vera, and avocado oil. They've set out to challenge the stigma around sexual health with products that are approachable, beautiful, and shame-free. They are also discreet enough to leave on your nightstand for everyone to see. They take a portion of their sales and use it to facilitate free sex and pleasure education in communities and online. Because they recognize the need for inclusive and accessible, comprehensive sex education. Follow Intamo Pleasurables on Instagram to stay up to date on workshops, to ask our sex educators sex questions, and follow for their spicy content. And Intamo Pleasurables has given us a discount code of Let's Talk for 15% off your entire purchase at www.intamopleasurables.com. So the promo code is Let's Talk for 15% off your entire purchase at intamopleasurables.com. Um, so I wanted to ask, um, just kind of going off of your own personal experience, were you um, really encouraged to masturbate when you were younger or was there a lot of taboo associated with that and you growing up? Um, yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't encouraged. Um, I don't it wasn't shamed by any means in my house but it was never talked about um at all. So I I don't remember ever having a talk with my mom 
let alone my dad, <laughs> um, about self-pleasure. It was just not something that we really spoke about. Um, but I was never shamed for it. Um, yeah. That's okay. That's kind of like better, like, what's the saying? It's like not not said, not done or something like that. I think a lot of parents kind of have that. Uh, my parents were pretty much like, oh, we're, we're not going to talk about it, but we're not going to shame you. So it's a pretty common um, experience to have. And kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about how important it is to encourage young people to masturbate. Um, are there any benefits uh, of masturbating at like an earlier age? And when I say early age, I mean like 15, 14, that kind of high school years. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that it um, brings more awareness to your body. Um, so for one, you're going to be more curious to learn about your body. If you're already feeling, well, feeling it, but feeling the uh, physiological um, feeling. <laughs> Sorry, I just said feel like three times. Um, <laughs> what I mean is if you're like experiencing like the pleasure from orgasm or just the pleasure before even orgasm, people masturbate for years before they have an orgasm, um, then you're going to be more inclined to learn about what the hell that is. <laughs> um, and also, which is like the probably the most important thing is just like gaining body autonomy. So um, creating this relationship with your body where you really love it and accept it and cherish it um, for what it, the pleasure it brings to you and understanding that it's yours and understanding the idea of consent and boundaries and that um, no one else can touch it without your consent and um, that it's okay to say no. So I, I do think that consent and boundaries play a huge role in early on masturbation because you're already getting that kind of um, idea that it's your own body for no one else and only for your own pleasure and experience and for people that you trust. So um, I think that's a really wonderful sex ed tool is just masturbating um for, because of what you get out of it no 100 percent. and i i really like the point you make about consent because i think you know when you masturbate you're giving yourself consent to kind of have these feelings and um go through the motions but if you're ever feeling uncomfortable you yourself can stop and you have that control and you know that you know, whenever things aren't feeling good, you can just stop. And that's, th that's very empowering. And, and with that experience um, of understanding your own body and understanding that how things should feel and how things shouldn't feel, it's really going to give you agency when you do have partnered sex and you do bring a partner into the relationship and um, you kind of you go through the motions, you know what feels good, you know what doesn't feel good, and you have a little bit more agency of like, if I can kind of 
stop when things are not getting good, my partner should be able to do the same thing. And if they can't, then they shouldn't be with me, essentially. So I think that that's a super um, important thing. And I think it's very overlooked when we talk about sex ed, especially like in high schools. Um, But one thing I do like to ask most of my guests is, um, what's something you wish you knew about like masturbation or sex? Uh, when you were younger, like if you were to go back and talk to 15-year-old Ariel, what would you tell her? Um, I would tell her to do it for herself and no one else. Um, and that receiving pleasure, whether that be from a partner or from yourself, is equally as important as giving it. Um, and that there's no shame, uh, in exploring your body and that there's no shame in, um, exploring your other body with other people in a trusting way. Yeah. Cause I definitely felt a lot of, um, a lot of shame for, um, being maybe like more promiscuous than other people. Um, so, and that was later. That was like, that was later, even like in my 20s, early 20s, that I felt that way. But I would love to tell me that <laughs> then um, that it's okay to, you know, have sex <laughs> because it's part of life and. Um, as long as you're doing it responsibly with people that care about you, um, then have all the sex you want. <laughs> no, a hundred, I a hundred percent agree. And I think that as women, we're trying to, you know, change the narrative around that and having these conversations definitely encourages young women, not, not to have sex, but to feel empowered in making the decisions that they want to make. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I really um, advocate for because as much as these experiences are so beneficial, I really just want young girls and young women to feel like they have agency over their bodies and Mm -hmm. whatever decision they think is the best for them is the decision I will support for them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's different for everyone. And I think that everyone is entitled to whatever is consensual and safe. and so I, I really I really appreciate that because I think a lot of young women have the same. Even me, when I was younger, I had sex later on and I still felt um, a little bit of shame, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there was, there was no need for that. Uh, and nobody pressured me either. It was just kind of like this, this cloud, I think, that just weighed over me for no reason. And I... It took me a while to be like, I don't need to feel like this. You know, if I want to do it and I'm being safe, then I'm going to do that. And um, I think that comes with time and lessons learned. But um, I think it's an important thing that I would love to tell my younger self. And I'm sure you would as well. Mm-hmm. And and just like the I think, like, when you say that, like, when I was younger or in high school, like, I didn't really have much sex. Like, I had 
a couple boyfriends in grade 12. Um, and then I had a long-term boyfriend in grade 12 moving forwards who was like, I never felt shame with him. Um, and I never felt shame with around sexuality with my next two partners after that. And then once I was in this period of being single and not having any kind of respect for my body, that's when all the shame came um, because I was uh, I was kind of like dating around people that didn't care about me. So I think it's really important to know your worth and – if you don't know your worth to learn about it before, I mean, I don't regret anything, but it's really important to learn that although if you might not have respect for yourself, that um, you are so worthy and um, seen and that there are people that want to love you and respect you like you should actually be doing yourself. So I think I really, 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 really think that self-esteem has such an important um, or plays such an important role in like sexual health and happiness. Um, and I really wish that it was more incorporated in like comprehensive sex education um, in schools because that's like if I, that's what I always wished was like, if I had, like, if I respected myself more, I would have such a more fulfilling sex life. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of value in that. And I think that obviously vision is twenty twenty hindsight, right? Um, and I really truly do believe that we, um, accept the love we think we deserve. And so, you know, when you think you are unworthy, you're going to attract people that don't treat you like you are. Um, but I think there's so many lessons learned in a lot of those, you know, um, trials and tribulations that you kind of encounter with, you know, some negative experiences. Obviously, we would love to avoid as many as we possibly can. But I think that, you know, the, the growth to finding self-love and the growth to appreciating who you are is also to me just as beautiful. And I think that so many women go through, I, I think men go through this as well, but I do think that due to a lot of factors in society, women really struggle with this. Um, and so I do think that it's something that we need to shed more light on, especially in relation to sex and um, our sexuality. But um I really love this conversation. I thought it was so nice and and so like holistic. I think that we really took masturbation and looked at it from like a mind, body and soul perspective and found that um, it doesn't just affect one thing and there's not one, you know, it's not black and white. It's very gray. Um, but it's about figuring out what's good for you and what's going to make you happiest uh as you kind of go through um you know your sexuality and learning about yourself and all that great stuff but i really just wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast oh, I really you're so you welcome coming. it was really fun <laughs> but before we go i wanted to tell you about our weekly sponsor my plus one 
MyPlus One is a sexual pleasure company providing sex toys at a reasonable price to individuals all over North America. The reason why I love them so much is because they're on a mission to empower women to own their sexual wellness by making affordable, accessible, and high-quality sexual wellness devices. People shouldn't have to venture to a special sex shop to purchase a vibrator. So many people are focused on self-care now more than ever. And whether it's for pleasure or wellness, women deserve convenient access to high-quality, affordable sexual wellness devices like theirs so that they can own their sexuality. If this is something you want to invest in, check out your local Walmart Canada for product availability. But I just wanted to thank Ariel again for coming on the podcast and talking to us about masturbation during the month of May. Uh, and I wanted to remind everyone to keep up with us on our Instagram at ladies let's talk about sex and hashtag meetings with me to let us know how you're doing with our sexual pleasure challenge of the week. Check us out every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for brand new episodes of the Ladies Let's Talk About Sex podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>